Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Folks, clown world. We're in clown world now. Between Wikipedia fact checkers, media people, politicians, Democrats, liberals, and activist groups humiliating themselves, knowing they are caught, knowing they're caught with this recession thing. It is hilarious to watch them just, just debase themselves publicly. I've got some just straight up comedy about this in the beginning of the show. And the best way I heard this described about the redefinition of recession is folks, they know they're caught. They don't care. They're embarrassed. This guy, uh, Aaron McIntyre on social media said, it's a loyalty pledge. You are loyal to the Pravda communist. That's it. That's all this is. Loaded show for you today. Clown world. Latest uh, inflation number, even worse than we thought. Stunning report by the Free Beacon, exactly how the government coordinates with big tech to give you the double barrel. And a great article by Town Hall about this should serve as a template for Republican candidates on what you should, ha- how you should handle the media going forward. Beautiful, beautiful piece. With cyber attacks on the rise, protecting your data security is more important than ever. So why is Congress considering a law that puts your data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill shifts billions in consumer spending to less secure payment networks, all so that corporate megastores can make bigger profits. Don't let Durbin Marshall steal your data. Visit handsoffmyrewards.com security and tell your senators to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Paid for by Electronic Payments Coalition. All right, Joe. Let's go. It's Friday. Oh yeah. Sorry, man. That, wow. I, I, dude, I'm not even kidding. I totally forgot it was Friday. Right? <laughs> that, Today's that my look. busiest work day of the week for reasons they all know. Yeah. But uh, I enjoy Friday because it's the end of the week. Uh, date night tonight. I'll have a good time. Me and Paula we always uh, enjoy Friday nights. Clown world, not Paula, but clown world in the media, the tech industry, and fact checkers. It's just a total embarrassment. So I wake up this morning. And uh, I, I like Mike Cernovich a lot on social media. He cracks me up. And Cernovich pointed this out that now Wikipedia, and, and, and again, with the changing of the definition of recession, that guy McIntyre summed it up so beautifully. They know they're caught. They know they're caught. I'm going to play for you Bill Clinton. I'm going to play for you a media montage of them defining as a recession as two negative quarters of growth, negative growth. They know it. They know they're caught. It doesn't matter. They don't care. They don't have any dignity. You can't be embarrassed if you don't have any dignity. It's like a crackhead walking down the street, you know, half naked looking for a fix, Joe. He's not worried. Is this embarrassing? <laughs> They're not worried. It's a loyalty pledge. By agreeing to change the language to protect and kiss the ass of Joe Biden and the Democrats, it's a loyalty pledge. That's all this is. That's all it is. Wikipedia, of course, which is a total clown show. The only way. You will get hung up on on my radio show instantly if you call in as a liberal. Is if you or anyone, if you cite Wikipedia, you're getting hung up on because you just said I'm an idiot. So Wikipedia, which had previously described the recession as two negative quarters of growth, look, you see, they changed it. They changed it, Joe. <laughs> and then, oh. and then they locked the page to prevent vandalism. You mean to prevent the truth? Not only did they locked the page. This is so glorious, by the way. Watching the meltdown with the tech companies, internet jerkwads like Wikipedia, the media and the left, watching the meltdown over the Biden recession, this collapse in economic growth due to this, this dipwad in the White House is just glorious to watch. So there's Wikipedia. You see that. But it gets even better. The panic. Now it's time for us to double down because be- we are beating them. They're humiliated at this point and we're winning because they can't stop the show. They can't stop this show. They can't stop Fox. They can't stop Levin. They can't stop us. They're trying. Not only did they lock the page. Get a load of this one, Joe. Older versions of the Wikipedia article just from a couple days ago that described the recession as two negative quarters, which it is of growth in a row. They know they put this note on there. An outdated or falsified version of this article has been spreading us. (laughs) Clown show. (laughs) Folks, 40 Seven edits. I have a story about this from Daily Mail if you want to read it in the newsletter. 47 edits to the Wikipedia page in 24 hours to cover for these guys. I mean, oh. this is, this is again, this is worse than Pravda in the Soviet Union, the state-sponsored media site, uh, media outlet. It's, it's worse than that. 
because these people actually pretend to be legitimate. Uh, you know, they pretend to be legitimate journalists and sources of unbiased information. Um, I don't know who did this. I don't know who did this on Wikipedia this morning. They've changed it since. I have no, I have no idea. I've, I just want to say in advance, I have nothing to do with it. But Wikipedia, in their effort to, again, gaslight America and do their Pravda job, tried to scrub their whole website of any definition of a recession involving two negative quarters. The problem, Joe, is the word recession appears so many places in Wikipedia, they can't keep up fast enough with their Orwellian efforts to redefine it. So someone, I don't know who, went to Wikipedia's page for business cycle and added this little spot in there. Uh, business cycles are intervals of expansion followed by recession, which is two consecutive quarters of negative GDP growth. I don't know who added that. Added that. I, don't, I don't know who did it. No idea. Um, they, they, of course, someone jumped right on it. It, took, it was up for about an hour and someone jumped right on it and got rid of that. By the way, one of the editors involved in editing the page in a, in a feverish wetting their diaper, foaming at the mat is a soy bangle, soy bangle editor. And Dr. Prine, I believe, edited this back. I don't know who did it. And it'd be a real shame if all of you went to Wikipedia. It'd be a real shame. It'd be terrible. If everyone went to Wikipedia, our, what do we have, about 800,000 listeners plus a day, or maybe more on the show plus the video. It'd be a real shame if you all went there to business cycle, to the recession page, to economics pages, and added that a recession is two consecutive quarters of negative GDP growth. It would be a real shame. It would be a real shame. Make them lock everything, which defeats the whole purpose of Scamopedia. Be a shame if, if you did that. I'm just saying, don't do that. Don't, don't do that. It's just a public service announcement. Two. Two. <laughs> <laughs> Getting better by the day. Folks, well, listen to me. I, this may seem on a Friday as an effort to kind of put lipstick on this pig. Dude, they're winning. They're not winning. They're not winning. They're not winning. They are humiliated and embarrassed. And, 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 and as a result, this is what happens. They do these things that are so obvious and further, further dig their, they, the, uh, they, they dig the grave of their credibility. Folks, I want you to understand. In the future, when there's a Republican president, hopefully in the next election cycle, now if there's, God forbid, a recession, they're going to go back and change it again to the two consecutive quarters definition, and they're all going to be humiliated again. And, the, and the, right, we, we, they're not winning. I'm telling you they're not winning. Oh, Dan, they are. Really? Okay, wait, first, uh, again, I'm not putting lipstick on this pig, man. If they were winning, why is uh, people who trust the media polls, why is it in like the 15% range for Republicans and maybe like 30% for independents? Why? Because they're not winning. They're not. Nobody believes them anymore. Of course, the media tried to provide the assist. If they were winning with headlines with, like this, again, why does nobody trust them? Because we're winning. We're beating them. I just pulled one headline, CNBC, a humiliating, dopey left-wing outlet pretends to be an unbiased media reporter. Here it is. GDP fell in the second quarter, the second straight decline, and a strong recession signal, Joe. Hmm. It's not a signal. It's not a It's a recession. It's a recession. Huh. Now, I told you the symbiote, right? Media, big tech, and the fact checkers. Here we go. I, I, again, I could tell Joe to scratch it after he flagged it, but he already scratched it yesterday and the day before. Ah. 24, 72 hours. I was right. I told you the fact checkers, people with no dignity, Lewis Jacobson, put him up. Please put up his picture. This dunce who we've exposed before is a total moron. Uh, Lewis Jacobson, a PolitiFact. Again, no human dignity at all. Here he is over at PolitiFarce. I told you it'd just be a matter of time before they desperately tried to stop the proliferation of this media story, the, the spread, excuse me, of the media story, more precise language there, the spread of this media. I told you they would do everything they can. PolitiFact works with Facebook. Here's the headline. Here's a piece from, uh, from PolitiFact here. They're trying to stop the Biden recession story from spreading. The White House is now trying to protect Joe Biden, changing the definition of the word recession. Lewis Jacobson uh, Lewis Jacobson, who really needs to get out and exercise a little bit, he says that's false. He says, oh, even though we provided hard evidence, it's true, of course. 
And they note in the piece showing you how big tech is working with the fact checkers and the Democrats. That's why nobody trusts these life losers. His post was flagged as part of Facebook's effort to combat false news and misinformation on its, on its news feed. They don't hide it, folks. They're not hiding the symbiote. They're not hiding it. Louis Jacobson, again, is a very sad, sorry human being. I actually feel for him. He should probably can't get a real job. So he's stuck taking money to lie for the Democrats. And again, it's a, lo- it's a loyalty pledge, what Jacobson's doing. You understand that? With CNBC and what, they're, with Facebook, it's a, what they're doing is a loyalty pledge to the Communist Party. That's what this is. They don't care they're being humiliated. But I'm telling you, smile a bit. You are winning. We have destroyed over the last 10, 15 years. Any sliver of media credibility they thought they have left, the truth tellers like me and others have decimated it and destroyed it. We're on top. Make no mistake. We run the show now. It's worth revisiting, by the way, given this segment. I, again, I'm sorry to repeat this for the last few days. If it's a little, do you guys think this was too much on this? I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to do it, guys. If, if, you, if, if you've heard the story, you know, Tucker covered it. I'm going to cover it on my Fox show this weekend. It's not just about the redefinition of recession. It is about a larger issue here, how a constitutional pub republic is going to have a difficult time moving forward with a Pravda infrastructure trying to gaslight people. But the gaslighting has to work. That's the key. That's why I tell you we're winning. It's not working. Nobody believes the lies anymore. Here, it's because we have social media tools and other tools, True Social. We have other outlets out there. Well, we can just get the truth out and it's not going to be stopped. You can't. The problem the communists always had, the problem the communists always had, Joe, is they could control the means of production, but they can never control an idea. People will always find a way, whether it's print, whether it's talking to spread the word about the evils of communism, what these people are involved in. And now we have tools outside in the parallel economy to do it. Here's just a quick 40 seconds worth of the media again, in case you think I'm making this up, uh, just humiliating themselves acknowledging over and over what the real definition of a recession is as they pledge their loyalty oath now and lie about it. Check this out. Thursday, that first reading of second quarter GDP, there's a possibility this is a negative number. Two consecutive quarters of of negative growth. The definition of a recession is a decline in output for two consecutive quarters or about six months. A recession is just two consecutive quarters of economic decline. When we talk about the possibility of a recession, what is a recession? A recession is two consecutive quarters. Two consecutive quarters. Two consecutive quarters. Two consecutive quarters of declining GDP. Because as you know, it's two consecutive quarters of down GDP. That signals it is actually a definition of a recession. I mean, the most common definition of a recession, two consecutive quarters of negative growth. It's, it's, again, it's a loyalty pledge. We pop to attention for the Communist Party. It is a signal. They don't care about being humiliated. None of the people in that video are bothered one bit that they're discredited life losers and liars. They're not bothered a single bit. It's why we're on top. We're in charge now. Not you. Nobody trusts you. If they do trust us, our platforms are exploding. Yours are dying. We are winning. I had, a, I had to pull this gem, by the way. I saw this uh, making the rounds on social media. This is just, this just popped this morning right before the show. Right, guys? The show was done. I'm like, Joe, please. This is like five minutes before the show. You got to add this too. Here's Bill Clinton <laughs> in the Oval Office. Uh, this is just glorious. Acknowledging uh, the, what the definition of a recession. This is just... <laughs> Yeah, on no uncertain terms, by the way. Check this out. Mr. President, what do you think about a recession? Well, a recession is two quarters in a row of negative growth. I don't think we're going to have that. But we couldn't keep up 5% growth a year, you know, forever. So most of the, I think 49 of the 50 blue chip uh, forecasters think that growth will be 2.5% or better next year. We'll keep on going it low. And, uh, but I think there'll be things to be managed. They'll have economic challenges and... Uh, you ought to give him a chance to meet them, not try to figure it all out in advance. Now, just to prove to you that it's a loyalty pledge, if a reporter asked Bill Clinton right now, that he knows that's out there. He knows it's, it's all over social media. I guarantee you, Joe, can you flag it, please? 929 Friday, July 29. Let's see if we're right on this one. This is I'm 50-50 on the flag. Thank you. 
if Bill Clinton is asked what a recession is, I guarantee you he backtracks on it. He knows that's out there. He doesn't care. He will backtrack on what he said. He doesn't care. It is a loyalty pledge. He doesn't care. Same guy. Same. <laughs> yeah, he pays for you would golf with him. Though. We were secret service agents one time, and this guy kept hitting bad shots he was golfing with. And then he'd hit a good shot, and Clinton would go, same guy. <laughs> same guy, Joe, remembers this. I haven't yeah, told that good one Good story, yeah. Same guy. Same guy, Bill Clinton. He will. He'll say. Uh, folks, we are winning. More evidence we're winning. CNBC. Facebook, now known as Meta, which is one of the dumbest rebranding efforts I've ever seen in American history. Uh, Meta reports earnings and revenue misses forecast second straight quarter as he forecasts second straight quarter of declining sales. We're winning. We're winning. Folks, Facebook hasn't figured it out yet. Facebook's audience is an older, more conservative audience. My kid doesn't even use Facebook. She hates it. She laughs at it. She thinks it's for dorks and so do all the other kids. Facebook is dying. Facebook's only chance for survival is to cater to an older, conservative audience. Facebook would rather die than do that. And they will. You'll get your wish. One more. This is great. Oh, thank you for cutting this this way. Gosh, I appreciate it. They want to, you guys are good. I sent them a compilation of headlines. This was from a, uh, who had this on the, was Bozina something Bozina. This was on social media, making the rounds too, just to sum up clown world. If is this not the greatest compilation of headlines ever clown world, the media folks, I want to read to you a series of headlines. Just so again, why does nobody trust these people, whether it's about a recession or anything else? What about with global warming or the global warming threat? So this Posina put together a series of headlines over the years, how it's weird how every single place in the world they can get a hold of is warming faster than other places. This is great. This is great. Here, headline number one, Finland is warming faster than the rest of the world. That's from Inhabitant, Inhabit, Inhabitat. CBS Boston, New England is warming up faster than the rest of the world. <laughs> BBC News, Canada warming twice as fast. As the rest of the world report says, <laughs> why net Israel warming up twice as fast as the rest of the world data shows popular science. Australia is heating up faster than the rest of the world. Good courts. China is heating up twice as fast as the rest of the world. Oh, there's more. Oh. I, didn't, I thought it was only two. There's more. Fizz.org. South pole warming three times faster than the rest of the earth. Here's a y'all Africa. Africa is warming more and faster than the rest of the world. This is a hat tip producer, Jim, defining this, by the way. This is great. Clown world. Clown world. Everybody's warming faster than everybody else. It's a race to the, what's that? Yeah. Fellas, it's just, uh, thank you for cutting that up that way because I put the compilation together. It's just, it's embarrassing. I wanted to check to make sure those headlines were real. I had Jim do a little homework on it. I'm like, because this has to be a joke. They can't be this dumb. It turns out they are. Now, how are they doing this? How are they engaging in this mass censorship effort? Folks, they're not hiding anymore. There's, the Free Beacon has a really shocking story. Joseph Simonson, I need you to read it, about exactly how government is coordinating with big tech right now. They got totally busted with the CDC. If you're looking for a firearm that's easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from Henry Repeating Arms. It's a portable rifle you can put together and take apart in a few minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case it comes in. It's so small, it can be stored anywhere, in a go bag, anywhere. It's light enough to carry everywhere. Comes in black and two different camo patterns. You can pick one up for three to $400, depending on the finish. You can watch a few videos at henryusa.com survival. And while you're there, be sure to order their free catalog. Henry makes more than 200 rifles, shotguns, and revolvers in the role made in America, backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website. It's henryusa.com and be sure to order a free catalog. They'll send it with free decals on a list of dealers in your area. That's henryusa.com for a free catalog and decals and to see the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. So this free Beacon article is stunning. It's in the newsletter today, bongino.com slash newsletter. I need you to read it. Folks, this is so clearly a First Amendment violation. I, I'm, I'm, I'm America, what is it? America First Legals taking legal action on it, I believe. Uh, this is huge. This is an open and shut case. Joseph Simonson has this report, how the CDC, in their effort again to suppress COVID truths and COVID information, went, worked with, the, with, with Twitter, Facebook, and Google to silence, quote, vaccine uh, misinformation, which typically meant most of the time the truth. 
They note in the piece, over the course of at least six months, starting in December of 2020, CDC officials regularly communicated with personnel at Twitter, Facebook, and Google. At various times, CDC officials would flag specific posts by users on social media platforms such as Twitter as, quote, example posts. Folks, I'll have more from a Breitbart article coming up later in the show about their plan to interfere in the 2022 and 2024 election, the government working with big tech and the libs. But this is such a clear violation of the First Amendment. I don't see how this case possibly survives in court for them. You can, it, period. Period. You cannot have the government working with private companies to censor speech because they're trying to work an end around around the Constitution. You can't do it. You can't do it. All right. It's Friday. It's a busy news day. And again, the recession information is important. The reason they're trying to redefine what the word recession means to protect Biden is because they're terrified that everyone's going to start to see what government spending, uh, government debt and taxes do to the economy. They don't want to know that now they're starting to see it. So the economic numbers yesterday were worse than you think, folks. The Washington Examiner has a piece by Joseph Lawler. Again, it's worth your time. It'll be in the newsletter. There was another really horrendous statistic in that awful uh, shrinking GDP number that came out yesterday. Folks, the numbers are worse than they look. Final sales are getting crushed. They note that business and household fixed income contracted quarter on quarter with the biggest decline seen in household fixed investment. Here's what they think is happening right now. This most likely reflects the rising costs of assets like vehicles over the last year, as well as the more recent slowdown in the housing market as interest rates rise. Why is that a problem? Well, obviously, housing and vehicles are a large portion of our economy. Inflating away the prices or inflating up the prices makes it harder and harder for people to afford. The problem, folks, is obvious. You buy less cars, the car makers buy less steel. Then the steel makers go out of business. You buy fewer houses, the glass makers, the door makers, the wood manufacturers, the sheetrock manufacturers, they all struggle too. Folks, I'm, I'm sorry to inform you. I think more bad news is coming soon. And just as I said that, again, right before we went on the air, this popped on the news. The personal consumption expenditure index that the Fed loves to measure inflation is, quote, the worst now in 40 years. And this is the gauge favored by the Fed. Folks, it was 6.8%. It was 6.1% the last time we measured it in May. In other words, the inflation levels on the uh, degree of the problem of inflation is actually getting worse, not better. Now, some Republicans, not all, are getting hip to what's going on out there. The liberal media, their redefinition of recession, their global warming hysteria, all other hoaxes, the, uh, the collusion hoax, all their other nonsense, the Hunter Biden Russian disinformation hoax. Some Republicans are getting really hip to this. I read this article and I was so refreshed to see it because during one of my campaigns, I practiced this strategy as much as I could as well. Town Hall, Tim Graham. Republicans might skip liberal interviews. Good. They are getting it, folks. Some Republicans are getting it. I got a bad news piece coming up next about Republicans. Some of them screwed up, but some are getting it. Why would you bother being interviewed by a liberal outlet anymore? What's the, what's the point? What's the point? So this New York Magazine by uh, David Friedlander wrote an article, Why Republicans Stop Talking to the Press, which is funny. They know the headline's inaccurate because we're just not talking to the liberal press who aren't press at all. They're activists, right? They're freaking out, melting down, wetting their diapers, peeing themselves, getting that little white foam in the corner of their mouths because the liberal media loves to try to interview Republican candidates, interview them like in a criminal style fashion to paint them as idiots in their articles. So a lot of Republicans are like, I'm just not interested. Here's what one advisor told, uh, said to the town hall writer. I just don't even see what the point is anymore. You know, reporters always disagreed with the uh, GOP, but it used to be you could get a fair shake. Now every reporter and every outlet is just chasing resistance rage clicks. You're absolutely right. Folks, to the GOP candidates out there and activists out there, stop talking to these idiots. Listen to me. I made this mistake. I gave that guy at the New Yorker, that Evan Osnard, the guy who got his job because of his daddy, I gave him a shot on the recommendation of someone who was like, oh, maybe, get your word in there. Huge mistake. I'm not above making this mistake too. I have a rule though. I, do, I get solicitations from liberal media people all the time. 
99% of the time they get the double barrel middle finger. There's no point in talking to these idiots. What's the point? They're not journalists. They're not reporters. They're not even serious people. They're far left activists looking to pin you in a rhetorical corner to get the gotcha moment for clickbait rage stuff. That is it. Don't even waste your time. Ignore these people. And another reason to ignore them, everybody else does. Nobody takes these people seriously. Why bother? They can't hurt you. The only people who take them seriously are Democrats who hate you anyway. So why do you care? So that's a good news story about the Republican Party. Here's the bad news. The bad news is my golden rule about Republicans has come true again. What's one of the golden rules? Most Republicans are really Democrats up on Capitol Hill, but no Democrats are really Republicans. And what's the other golden rule? The second golden rule, of course, is that Republicans aren't the solution to all your problems, but Democrats are absolutely the cause of all your problems. It's so funny. That's a, I, I've said all these golden rules so much. Folks, they screwed us over yesterday. Now, I want to be clear because I don't want to diminish any voter excitement you have in the 2022 election. Dude, you're going to tell us Republicans suck and tell us to vote. Folks, a lot of them do suck. But the hard reality is the majority of them voted against this disaster. So it doesn't make any, while all the Democrats voted for it, I'll get to the disaster in a second. So it doesn't make any sense for you to say, oh, well, I'm going to sit it out and let the Democrats win because all of them voted to screw up my economy and my life. That makes no sense at all. I'm a realist. Here's what I mean. Joe Manchin, who is a sellout and a fraud, who I've warned you about so many times. It's unbelievable how many times I've had to tell you about Joe Manchin, what a fake this guy is. Manchin totally played the Republicans for fools. And now Manchin's trying to play you again. Manchin played us on this chips bill, but Manchin's trying to push through now a $700 billion tax hike during a recession. I cannot think of a dumber idea than that. You know what's crazy? Even Barack Obama acknowledged hiking taxes, no less by $700 billion during a recession is a bad idea. Remember this? You don't raise taxes in a recession. The last thing you want to do is to raise taxes in the middle of uh, a recession. Thanks, Barack. Should have listened to you about Joe Biden, too, when you told us don't underestimate Joe's ability to F things up. Manchin's pushing a bill with Schumer now. This new hilariously titled Inflation Reduction Act, which should be called the Inflation Production Act, to raise taxes by $700 billion. That's Joe Manchin. I've, how many times, Joe, have I warned people about Joe Manchin? I mean, it's, it's at the point now it's yeah. become redundant. Yeah, countless. countless. The guy is a sellout. I've told you every single time you need Joe Manchin to do the right thing. He will, he will screw you over. So how did it go down? Kimberly, uh, um, uh, Kimberly Strassel has a great piece in the Wall Street Journal about this. How Manchin just played these idiot GOP, uh, GOPers. So apparently, I think it was 17 GOP senators voted for this CHIPS bill. The CHIPS bill is one of the most grotesque porky pig packages I've ever seen in my life. And of course, some morons in the House, I think it was another like 10 to 20 Republican House members, voted to push it through yesterday as well. The bill is now going to the desk of Joe Biden to sign. Here's what it is. And this is all it is. There will be, don't let the left do their PolitiFact nonsense on this. The bill is a straight up taxpayer giveaway of a bunch of pork over to a bunch of billion dollar tech companies who wanted money. That's all it is. It is nothing. Anyone telling you it's a technology battle against we need chips. We need chips. That we have chips. We're building more chip capacity. You think the government's going to solve the chip problem? What are you, an idiot? The government can't get out of its own way. You think it's going to fix the chip problem? What problem has the government ever solved for you? I'll, I'll wait. Anyone? So what Manchin did is Manchin had originally said, listen, this Build Back Better Inflation Reduction Act thing, it's dead. I'm not voting for it. So what happened was the GOP, follow me. If this doesn't make sense, guys, stop me. The GOP senators had said, we're going to crush your chips bill. Excuse me, if you guys push this bill back better. We're not going to have this chips bill. So what happened? Manchin comes out and says, don't worry, I'm done with Build Back Better. So the dopey Republicans, McConnell included, they're like, oh, okay, we can vote to pass the chips bill now. Kimberly Strassel notes, wow, did I explain that right, guys? Just hours after the vote, Joe Manchin announced 
he'd agreed to the $740 billion reconciliation deal after all. Surprise! Kim notes accurately that some nice commentators are noting the Republicans got duped. Here's a great line, Joe. But that's unfair to dupes. <laughs> Mr. Manchin never ruled out an agreement. Quite the opposite. He said negotiations were continuing. All Republicans had to do was refuse to touch the chips bill until the reconciliation vehicle expired on September 30th. These idiots couldn't even do that. Morons, folks. Now, again, to be fair, because I don't want to dissuade you from voting based on the stupidity of 16 senators. We have 50. You know, meaning a good number of them, the vast majority, voted against the CHIPS bill and didn't get played. So saying I'm going to stay home and let the Democrats, who again are the cause of all your problems, win over the Republicans, who might not be the solution, but some may, is just dumb. But we are going to call them out. Morons in the Senate. McConnell totally played. You don't get to vote on the CHIPS bill. Unless you kill Bill back better. Manchin's like, yeah, I killed it. Wink and a nod. All they had to do was wait it out till September 30th. They couldn't even do that. They vote up the chips bill and then they get screwed. What a bunch of dunces. All right, let me get to my, uh, my next sponsor. I, need a, I want to show you somewhere. It's clear as day. Clear as day. The bias in search. How Google gets away with this is just incredible. I want to show you something. And then I've got... Uh, video, Kareem Jean-Pierre blowing it again easily. We all agree. Anyone changing their vote? Oh, you know, no. Worst press attacker in U.S. Anyone in U.S. history? No one? No, Justin? You know, okay, good. Okay, uh, I need a favor here. Folks, we're having a real problem uh, with what Google is doing to my, my show on Rumble. Um, if you look at this, if you put the Dan Bongino show in a Google search engine, you'll notice what comes up. iHeart, Amazon, Westwood One, Podcasts at Apple which is kind of strange because Google is the owner of YouTube. You know, Alphabet owns YouTube, which is a competitor to Rumble. So this is strange. When you go to Bing, look what creeps up right away. Rumble.com, number two, right there, which is one of our biggest platforms. Rumble.com slash Bongino, as you can see. I need a favor. Can you please just go direct to Rumble.com slash Bongino and subscribe? I know it seems self-serving, and my apologies. I don't know any other way to ask it. The problem is our show is being... Uh, they're trying to crush it on Google because Rumble is the first viable competitor and the biggest competitor right now to the, uh, the, uh, the growth of YouTube. We are just annihilating them in conservative content and other content as well. Can you please just go there direct? Because it's really, they're trying their best right now. And there are other things I'm not mentioning for reasons beyond the scope of this podcast. There are other things big tech is doing to try to hurt us. Rumble.com slash Bongino. Please subscribe today. That way you get the show direct every day sent right to you. Okay. All right. Uh, I wanted to get to this. This is just hilarious. Kareem Jean-Pierre. Folks, she's just really, really not good at this. The, the, the leftist hacks in D.C. got totally busted yesterday on the immigration issue. Biden, of course, and the Democrats love open borders. So the Texas, uh, Texas border state officials and others have decided that they're going to take some folks from the border who are, who are sitting around Texas border towns and give them a ride to Washington, D.C. No one's forced to get on the bus. So the hilarious left, which is, we love illegal immigration. Just don't bring those illegal, immigrations to my, illegal immigrants to my city, right? Kareem Jean-Pierre's asked about this. The situation in Washington, D.C. now apparently has gotten so bad that the liberal hack mayor, Muriel Bowser, is trying to call out the National Guard to deal with the buses of people coming from the border. Again, they love illegal immigrants, just not in their city. Watch Kareem Jean-Pierre amazingly try to blame this on Republicans. Joe, last time I checked, there were no Republicans running the D.C. government, correct? Uh, I, it's, it's, yeah. it's a Democrat. Right. Liberals. No, right, Joe's close to the area. I'm not. I'm just, I'm just checking. We haven't had a Republican mayor there in a long time. Watch Kareem Jean-Pierre, the worst press secretary in a long time, try to blame this on Republicans. Check this out. D.C. mayor sent the White House a letter asking for National Guard help with migrants that have been bused here from Texas and Arizona. Is the president going to approve that request for the National Guard? So as uh, to your question on the National Guard, I refer you to the Department of Defense. They will have uh, that answer for you. Uh, we have been in regular touch with Mayor Bowser and her team. Uh, and I said this before, I said this last week about Republicans using migrants uh, as a political tool, uh, and that is shameful, and that is just wrong. 
two points from this, two takeaways. Number one, I just stated. Think about, again, this is a loyalty pledge, okay? They don't care that they're being humiliated. I want to be clear on this about their illegal immigrant hypocrisy here. They don't care. But you got to understand that what they're saying here is, we love illegal immigration, but just don't send illegal immigrants to my city. They don't care that it appears hypocritical. They don't care at all. Not even a little bit. Second point, there are no Republicans running the Washington, D.C. government. It is run monopolistically in supermajority fashion by Democrats. How, how dare you blame this on Republicans? Say Republicans are using immigrants as a political tool? It's you. You're the one trying to kick people out of your cities. You're the one using the National Guard. Hard to take, man. It's a, I mean, my, my, here's my solution to this. To Greg Abbott and others, keep sending those buses. A lot of these uh, people in the country illegally, if they want to come in and Washington, D.C. wants to promote illegal immigration, they can use their taxpayer base to help support it. More buses. All right. Uh, I got a couple more things to get through here before I get to your questions. Uh, quickly, here was Biden yesterday. Again, just a bevy of misinformation, a cornucopia of lies and misinformation. This guy is the most full of stuff president we have ever seen in U.S. history. Here is Biden yesterday. I, I don't know how many times I, I keep saying it's the last time I'm going to do this and I have to do it again. Here is Biden yesterday repeating the lie that 55 of the top companies in America uh, pay no taxes and implying that something illicit happened because he wants to hike taxes again. Check this out. Bill would be the most significant legislation in history to tackle the climate crisis and improve our energy security right away. And give us a tool to meet the climate goals that are set that we've agreed to by cutting emissions and accelerating clean energy, a huge step forward. Fourth, this bill requires the largest corporations to begin to begin to pay toward their fair share in taxes by putting in place a 15% corporate minimum tax. Now, I know you've never heard me say this before. It will come as a shock to you, but 55 of the Fortune 500 companies paid no federal income tax in 2020. I know you only heard me say that about 10,000 times. But the fact is, they paid no taxes on an income, collective income, over $40 billion. We've, we, how many times are we going to go through this? This guy is a disgusting liar, okay? He is a corrupt, cognitively impaired, disgusting liar whose son has a drug problem who he sent overseas to grift and take money and corrupt international deals. That's the guy. He is one of the worst human beings on planet Earth who finds himself in the White House. About these 55 companies, so I, I, I'm not even going to say it's going to be the last time I got to address this. I will tell you again what happened with them. Six companies on of those 55 companies paid no federal taxes in 2020 because of federal research and development tax credits. Joe Biden and the Democrats supported those tax credits because they were for, or a lot of them were for renewable energy. Can you imagine if you're one of these six companies who is given a tax loophole by the left to enact their Green New Deal, you take advantage of it, and then this jerkwad in the White House goes out and cites you as some kind of example of illicit activity? Now, you may say, well, what about the rest of them? Most of the other companies on that list, remember the CARES Act during the, uh, the COVID lockdown? In order to keep some of these companies in business, which was supported by Democrats and Republicans, by the way, there was a carryback feature for losses. This was a one-time 2020 thing. So a lot of the companies he cited, this was a study about 2020, got a one-time basically carryback of losses due to legislation supported by Democrats, which a Democrat president is now using to attack the exact same companies. It's who these people are, folks. It's who these people are. Do you notice, by the way, Biden never says, he never says, hey, listen, I'm referring them for the, to the DOJ for uh, an FBI investigation of fraud. Do you notice he never says that? Why? Because they never, all they were doing was following the tax laws that these idiots wrote. 
Folks, I'm not here to defend the 55 biggest companies, okay? Some of them are companies I hate. Some of them are companies I can't stand that are contributing to the destruction of America. But I don't let my personal animosity get in the way of the truth. These people are just embarrassing on the left. And if you follow them and don't ask questions, I, I got news for you. You're embarrassing too. The facts matter. Folks, this article is critical. Again, a warning. I, I know many of you have heeded before, but big tech, they're not kidding around. That's why we need to build and construct the parallel economy. We're working. We're getting there. We've got Rumble. We've got ParallelEconomy.com. You've got True Social. The tools are out there. Gibson Go and others, we are building and constructing the parallel economy. Why? Because of this. Bakari goes through these, uh, the blueprint that they're going to use to interfere in another election in 2022 big tech. First, they're using outlets like NewsGuard, which is a hack site, who hilariously have labeled Breitbart and Fox News. They put like a little red sign next to them like, warning, you know, NewsGuard, the goon site of losers, the misinformation site. So they're using these independent watchdogs to downgrade conservative media. That's why you can't use Google. Do not use Google for search ever. Here's the second one, Fakebook. Fakebook knows we're winning the news war. I'm traditionally, along with Ben Shapiro, I outperform the New York Times and the Washington Post on Facebook. Not a brag, just a fact. Facebook doesn't like that. So what's Facebook doing right up before the election? Oh, they're suppressing news now. Shocker. Conservative news spreads before an election. Got to get rid of that. Here's another one. Taxpayer-funded censorship. NPR, another joke of an organization, has now a misinformation bureau. NPR, which is primarily responsible for a lot of the misinformation we have out there. They're running a whole series about media-concocted crises with a near-exclusive focus on stories that spread in conservative circles. And you're paying for it. There are a lot more. I'll just mention this last one. You can read the piece. It's very thorough. Facebook is now has a $150 million oversight board. The oversight board is stacked with a bunch of leftists and globalists, as Bakari notes, and it failed to overturn the most egregious act of political censorship ever conducted by Silicon Valley, the blacklisting of Donald Trump. They're trying it again, folks. The parallel economy is here. Paralleleconomy.com, true social. You got Gibson go out there. You've got a rumble. You are, it's happening. Nobody trusts those idiots anymore. All right, it's time for questions for Dan. Question one. Uh, the Celtic Spirit 4, now that GDP shows we're in a recession, what can we do to individually keep ourselves afloat financially? Listen, the answer is simple. Um, you're going to have to start saving a, 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 an extraordinary amount of money, and you're going to have to find inf, uh, instruments that give you a return that either matches or is greater than inflation, or else you're going to keep losing money. Keeping your money in a bank account or a CD at a 1% return at 6 and 7% inflation, you're losing money. You're going to have to find yourself a good investment advisor to find vehicles where you can at least keep up with inflation. You're going to have to save money. There's no easy answer there. At Lab Louver, I went to the Trump rally in Arizona. It was awesome. I'm curious why some of his Secret Service details, like every other one, clasped their hands together while others held their arms at their sides. They stood that way for an hour and a half. Very impressive. Why? Okay. Uh, if you're watching on Rumble, you've seen this pose by the Secret Service. I have to move back a little bit. This one. Well, where are the hands when they're clasped together in front of them? By the waist. What's on the waist? The gun and the tools. So the reason I did that, I was a hand clasper in front of me too, is because if I kept my hands like this, sorry, and I had a suit jacket, which is most of the time, I could clear the suit jacket and get to my firearm. God forbid something were to happen. It's easier than having to bring your hands up here and here. So that's why some guys had their hands clasped in front of them. That's... One of the things I used to teach in control tactics over there, you have, you have to have your hands close to your firearm. You may need it. God forbid, but you may. Gordon 303, Dan, how's it possible to clean the swamp in 2024 when the president will only have a single term? Gordon, that's the point. He only has a single term. You totally missed it. Sorry, I don't mean to sound like a jerk. Why would that be the point? He has no political pressure to run again. What does he care? 
A lot of these presidents get weak need. Don't get wobbly, like Margaret Thatcher said. They get wobbly. Why? They want to run for re-election. They don't want to be perceived as the guy who, uh, the Nixon Saturday Night Massacre, get rid of all these people in the government. Because that's the way the media will paint it. Even though it's only an effort to get people in there who are actual public servants. The fact that he doesn't have a second term and has no political pressure is the point. That's what's going to lead him to clean the swamp. Good question, though. LaLaura Mans 828. The highlight of my mornings is listening to you. Thank you. You're informative and funny. Thank you. I don't know about the funny part, but I appreciate that. My husband wonders how I know so much about current events because I don't watch the news. And I say, Bongino, my question, although personal, is regarding the vax. Do you regret getting the COVID vaccine or feel confident it was the right decision for you? Uh, I, I, choose, I don't choose the questions for the radio show, but I pick these questions from, a, from a, an assortment Guy gives me. I pick this one on purpose. Uh, I do. I do regret getting it. Folks, uh, nothing bothers me more than these content providers. And it's a very limited number, but some who are just cocky buffoons. It's a small number of people. Most of the conservative content space are really good folks, but they're afraid to admit a mistake. I'm not. I'm not. I'm no better than any of you. I don't have some superior X-Men-like intellectual skills like Professor X or something. I'm just a guy. I was scared at the time. I was uh, still recovering from cancer and chemotherapy. And I was told by a number of doctors that if given the compromised nature of my immune system, if I got COVID, it would, could lead to a really nasty outcome. I was scared. I'm not expecting you to understand. I'm not expecting you to, uh, you know, to, 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 I'm not glossing over it, expecting you to, you know, uh, you know what I'm saying, to, to, to forgive me for, for all this stuff. Uh, I make mistakes and I think that was one. I wish I would have waited. The longitudinal data on this has not been very good. So yeah, I do regret it. I should have waited, but I was, I was scared. I was, I don't want to die, man. I was, you know, I was 46 at the time. It was a tough time in my life. But again, that's not an excuse for making what I perceive to be a bad call. So good question. RD446BS. <laughs> hey, Dan, there's so much scandal about voting machines, mail-in ballots and such. You think it'd be a good idea to go back to paper ballots? Thanks for all you do. You're welcome. I think it would be a fantastic idea. I would love to see paper ballots. That way we have a backup system everywhere in the country. But- States are going to control their own system. That's the way the Constitution was designed. But you're asking me, yes, 100%. Paper ballots are the way to go. Canine Handler 01. Why'd you give up an honorable career with the Secret Service to move into politics and run for Congress, then to the career you have now? Love the podcast, your show on Fox. Thanks for your service, Semper Fi. Appreciate it. Um, I've told the story a few times before, but just quickly, I, you know, the recession, the Great Recession had hit. I was watching, uh, you know, Barack Obama, uh, you know, take over and um, it was hard to take. I was on his detail. I was watching him gaslight the country, lie to people. And I decided, you know, as I saw my neighbors suffering and what was a really devastating recession, I had this secure job in the Secret Service. I just felt like I was part of the problem. So uh, I left. I, you know, neighbors were fighting over money and stuff and. I was listening to it saying, I'm not fighting over anything. I'm, I'm secure. And I honestly felt like I was part of the problem. That's why. At what point, hey, Dan, DTEC 204, at what point did you and Joe start realizing you had busted through and were really getting seriously successful, like being noticed and sought after? Um, I don't know. Joe, maybe you could help me out here. Yeah. I don't know if there was one particular moment, like me and Joe looked at each other and like, we, we made it. Um, I used to joke with, remember Brian Murphy, Joey ran for governor against Bob Ehrlich. Remember yeah, that yes, in the Maryland race? Yeah. Brian, yeah, Brian was a friend of mine. Joe remembers him well. Mm-hmm. He was on his radio station when Joe was there. But uh, Brian says, Brian used to say, we used to joke like, uh, you'll know when you've arrived, when you've arrived. Like, I don't know. Like one day you just look up and Joe and I had a hundred downloads and then a thousand. And then I, I'd say if I had to pick one moment and if I had to, if I had to pick one moment, it's when we broke 30,000 downloads a show and a very, very important talent person, a recruiter, not like an on-air talent, reached out to me and was like, Dan, there's a lot of buzz about your show. We're interested in like a partnership. Uh-huh. 
That's when I kind of knew. I mean, what about you? Did you like, well, was there like some moment? I thought it was kind of a slow, steady thing, uh, but we did have yeah. milestones along the way, you know, 10,000, 30,000, and we were always happy when we saw that, but no, it was no aha moment. Yeah, he's we're right. There. Joe's, <laughs> Joe's right. I should have just let him. He's absolutely right. There wasn't like this. He's right. That's a perfect way to do a milestone. We hit 100. We were like, wow, yeah. 100,000 people. Yeah. Then we hit 500. Then during the election, we hit a million and we were like, damn, but he's right. It was just a slow, it wasn't one specific thing. No. So, um, but yeah, that's a good question. Uh, Moppet, one, two, three. Dan, love your show. Curious any thoughts you might have about Michelle Obama running in 2024. Say it ain't so. I am so hesitant to make predictions here <laughs> um, because you can only make yourself look like an idiot. She's definitely not going to run, man. And then she run. What was the point? Or, I'm just going to give you, well, uh, you asked, so I'll give you the answer. I, I put the question in there. I don't think it'll happen, although it's possible. Why? They are living a multi-million dollar lifestyle at Martha's Vineyard and elsewhere. What the hell are they going to give that up for? Why? Um, but never say never. This is the last one. Irish Trish, last question here. What is the great reset gain from all the CRT and transgender promotion in our culture? Does it make sense? Is it moral decay, population control? Or to give the unfriend, unfamily friendly favorite double barreled salute. Have a great day, Trish from Maryland. What is the great resetters? Why are they pushing transgender ideology? I've explained this before on the show. They are in a war with objective values because they conflict with the state. They don't want any competition for the state, the great reset crowd. You got that? That's step one. Step two, what is the competition with the state? The family and religion. It's competition. Can't get your values from the family and religion while you get it from the state. They've attacked religion for years. We know that. The CRT and transgender stuff is an effort to promote, to promote division within the family. To get the kids to believe they're different than the parents and the parents just don't understand you. That's why. All right, thanks again for tuning in. Please don't miss my show tomorrow night, Unfiltered, on Fox. I've got Henry Gracie back. We're going to analyze that video of the police officer getting beaten up in the train station. we got that. And I've got, I'm, I'm, we're coming out of the shoot firing today. We are going to call it like it is in one of, I think, the boldest monologue yet. We'll see what happens about Biden being an accomplice to this national mass murder going on. Don't miss the show, Unfiltered, tomorrow night, 9 p.m. We'll see you there. And please subscribe to the podcast, Apple, Spotify, and Rumble, as I, uh, I asked before. Really appreciate it. See you all on Monday. Good day, sir. You just heard Dan Bongino.